You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is with the first pick, the CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. This is episode 54. I'm Ryan Wilson. That's Rick Spielman. Today, we're talking <laughs> impact rookie classes. Why are you laughing, Rick? <laughs> Your introduction. I just can't take it anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you can tell the Paramount Plus Challenge. I didn't even tell you what it is yet. We'll get to that in a second. But we're talking impact rookie classes. Those rookies who could play a big part in their team success in 2023. Thinking about the Seahawks, the Jets, and the Chiefs. Uh, from a year ago with that rook- those rookie classes. And uh, by the way, if you missed it, Rick and I talked impact rookies individually as well uh, as um, coming up. We're going to have a mailbag. So on Monday, Memorial Day, we don't get a day off, Rick. No. Everyone else before they barbecue up the hamburgers and hot dogs and whatnot can listen to uh, our mailbag. I have heard that there may be some dad jokes. So if you hang around to the end, you can uh, impress your friends at the cookout with the dad jokes that Rick has in store. And my wife bought me a special oh. shirt oh, yeah. just for Memorial Day, so I can't wait to break it out on Monday uh, for the show. Yeah, so look look for that. Wear your sunglasses just in case it's a safety precaution when you, when you see the shirt. But yeah, so Rick and I talk Impact Rookies individually. That's in the feed if you want to check that out. As always, you can watch us live on YouTube at NFL on CBS and give us a thumbs up while you're there. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe and leave a five-star review. Rick, I mentioned the P Plus Challenge, and uh, Rick is the only employee of the company who doesn't get Paramount Plus for free. It's one of the many perks for working at Viacom and, and De- Viacom CBS, excuse me, and Debo is going to make R- Rick earn his P Plus uh, subscription. Uh, Rick, shall we say you, you come up short a, a few times in the previous challenges? I don't have a lot of hope that you're going to be successful in in this one. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't wait to hear what this challenge is. All right, Debo. Let Rick know what today's Rick's Paramount Plus Challenge Challenge is going to be. Just tone down the sarcasm. You cannot. <laughs> He's out. He's out. You cannot. Kidding me? <laughs> you cannot critique. You cannot make fun of Ryan's analysis, his opinions, his picks in today's show. Uh, okay, what will be the next Paramount Plus challenge? <laughs> this, no, next more, week. this may be the most difficult one I've had to do. I know. I know. I feel like we could have this challenge with uh, every person at the company involved in any way with HR, and you would still fail the first five seconds. I call that department PR. PR, the PR department. <laughs> All right, well, let's I'm see how this goes, Debo. This I feel like this is going to be a turning point in our relationship uh, with that challenge. So let's let's see how this goes. All right, impact rookie classes in 2023. We talked about those impact rookies on the last podcast. As I mentioned, you can see that in the old podcast feed. But first, 
Let's take a look at the 2022 rookie classes that made some noise, were really good for their teams. Uh, Debo was kind enough to put together my list of uh, my favorite classes from a year ago, right after the season. And uh, I had the pain right after the season. They wouldn't have a rookie draft class right after the season. You fail the the Paramount Plus Challenge draft class. I'm just correcting. The tone wasn't great. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) You're right. After the draft, Uh, I had had Carolina number one. And the the way I do my sort of grades, they're not really grades, but I compare where I thought these players might go with where they actually went. And, and do sort of a plus minus that way. So Icky Kwanu went right where I thought he was going to go a year ago. Uh, Matt Corral was a huge miss on my part. Um, he's out as the, even in the quarterback conversation, he was hurt a year ago, so he didn't play. But, I mean, they have uh, Bryce Young now, so that's a wrap. They took Brandon Smith, the linebacker, didn't contribute very much. Amari Barno, the edge rusher of Genetech, didn't contribute very much. Neither did Cade Mays or Kalen Barnes, their final two picks. So it just goes to show how hard it is seconds after the draft ends to sort of predict, predict what's going to happen down the road. Uh, that's it's a shock, hard, right? Apparently a lot harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. Did I not do the draft with you last year a little bit? That's when yeah. it kind of started. Absolutely. I get invited to come and do some of this stuff with you after the draft. Cause you were off on whatever the side job is you had going on. And I didn't have any side jobs last year. Well, that's not true because on day one of the draft, you were with Fox. <laughs> <laughs> we're not promoting other uh media well, outlets if you're not going to be truthful rick i'm gonna have to call you out <laughs> uh but i will say and if you're watching on youtube you can see debo has my um rankings from a year ago for the carolina panthers in particular but i had the seahawks at four i had the jets at nine and the chiefs at six so that's not too bad uh i mean charles cross boya mafe ken walker the third Abe Lucas, both Abe Lucas and Charles Cross were starters uh, very early on, if not immediately along the offensive line. Tariq Woolen, look at that, Rick. I want you to notice he went went in the fifth round. I had a second-round grade on him. I'm pretty good. What do you think? Allegedly. I was not involved in this. It's on the internet. It has to be true. Okay. That's where I go get all my information. Thank you, then. That's why you're so successful. Debo, go down to six. That's where the Chiefs were. Uh, they won the Super Bowl, obviously, but their rookie class, I mean, was this one of the best rookie classes you can remember off the top of your head in terms of contributing right away? Uh, I would say for a rookie class to contribute and they win the Super Bowl um, just because of how much they they had some turnover last year. You know, they traded away Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody thought that, uh, you know, the Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill may not be the same Patrick Mahomes. But that uh, turned out not to be true. I read that on the internet, and it wasn't true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they had a, a very productive rookie class, and especially when you say that this rookie class helped them actually win a Super Bowl. And if you look at the last two picks, if you're watching on YouTube, Jalen Watson, cornerback out of Washington State, middle of the seventh round, Isaiah Pacheco, into the seventh round, running back out of Rutgers. There are no two rookies drafted at that point in the process that had a bigger impact on their team's success, whether the team won one game or whether the team won the Super Bowl, than those two players, I would argue. I would say Pacheco. Watson got his opportunity. Actually, I believe when McDuffie got hurt, he stepped in and did a phenomenal job when Buckman, when McDuffie was not able to play. Yeah, so this is one of those draft classes. If you're, if you're looking at this a year later, I mean, you're not patting yourself on the back, but – are you 
trying to figure out what you got right. Is this more luck than skill? Like, how do you assess this draft class if you're a year out as the general manager trying to trying to well, replicate it? I guess here's a great example of marrying up the personnel with the coaching and the schemes that they run. So Jalen Watson, I believe he had length. I think he ran okay. I think he was in the four fives, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and a little stiff. Yeah, a little stiff, but the system married up to his skill set. So this is where you have a lot of conversations between the coaches in the personnel department, especially uh, as you're leading up to the draft in those meetings. I knew we dedicated a whole week. We'd get done our meetings, and then a, a week before the draft, that was all re-going through the draft board, doing our group studies on position players and guys that the coaches like, guys that the analytics like, that we may have too low or maybe too high, just to go back and refine that board. And I thought that they did a, uh, a tremendous job doing that and marrying up the personnel and the scheme. Debo lets me know that four rookie starters in the Super Bowl for this Chiefs team uh, was tied for most in Super Bowl history. George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, Isaiah Pacheco, and and Jalen Watson. And 61 starts from first-year players, most from a Super Bowl winning team ever. So that's a, you know, that's that's a testament to getting everything right, it feels like. And then and, finally. And I, yeah, Josh, or if you can go back to that, I don't remember it because you guys wouldn't let me participate with you last year. Yeah, there was a reason for uh, that we're finding out. Go ahead. Watson probably uh, passed up Williams on the on the draft, on the depth chart, I believe. Yeah. By the time it was said and done. And part of that, so here's my thinking with Josh Williams out of Fayetteville State, a Division II school, I believe. Uh, athletically, through the roof in terms of testing and, and what you can expect trying to project, but just hadn't played the competition level when you're playing in the Pac-12. And Jalen Watson, one of his toughest games last year when you watch is when he had to go up against Drake London two years ago, I guess, in college. And and no crime in getting having a tough afternoon against Drake London, who was the first-round pick, first wide receiver taken for the, the Falcons. But at least he had that experience. Joshua Williams was probably always the best player on the field, and maybe that has something to do with it too, you think? Yeah, potentially. Um, but like I said, usually some guys will – it doesn't mean that that's going to stay the same going forward. Right, uh, right. But, you know, some some rookies, it clicks earlier than others, and others it takes maybe a year or two, and then all of a sudden they click, and then they surpass the guy that was ahead of them. So that's why they say every year you go in, and basically you're starting with a clean slate. And uh, when you have the depth on your 53-man roster – and the more competition you can create, the better team you're going to have. All right, let's go look at the the team I ranked ninth last year, Rick. The old Jets. And you're you're bragging about this? Yeah, at least I didn't have them like thirtieth, I suppose. <laughs> okay, you got it. Well, look, I did top ten. I did pretty well. So Sauce Gardner, we knew he was going to be an early pick. He went fourth. I didn't think he was going to go that early. Garrett Wilson, top 10 pick. He went 10th overall. Jermaine Johnson, who you've known uh, since high school uh, from Minnesota. He went to the bottom of the first round. Not a surprise there. Brees Hall, second round. Jeremy Ruckert, right around where I thought he might go, late third. Uh, Max Mitchell, uh, he went early fourth. Michael Clemens, the edge rusher, uh, who didn't get a lot of run last year just because, <laughs> because they didn't need him. I don't think he had any injuries, but uh, he'll get an opportunity this year, a fourth-round pick. Uh, that's a lot of production from uh, a lot of important positions. And Jeremy Johnson, uh, Jermaine Johnson, by the way, didn't play a lot, so he has an opportunity, like Michael Clemens, to get uh, to get more reps this time around too. Can I ask you this? If 
since uh, in the media I've learned that you can re-rank, would you put the Jets or the Kansas City Chiefs as the best rookie class last year? I might. Oh, I mean, both these both players, the Jets' first two pick one offensive and defensive rookie of the year. So it's hard to counter that. I'm going to go the Chiefs. I would have to think long and hard about putting the Seahawks second because you got two starting offensive linemen. You got a right tackle and a left tackle. So what's more important, left tackle, right tackle starters or Sauce Gardner and a wide receiver in Garrett Wilson? Um, well, you got two premier positions in the league right now that were offensive, defensive, rookie of the year. It's great to yeah. have a starting right and left tackle, <laughs> which are premium um, in the cornerstone probably of Seattle's offensive line going forward. But I would have, and the way Brees Hall was going, I wouldn't have yeah. been surprised if he did not get injured, uh, if he would have pushed Garrett Wilson for the <laughs> right. of the year. Yeah, that's so. they, they had a lot of home runs with those picks. And again, it makes you forget about they them trading back up into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, um, who had a really good season at Florida State after transferring from Georgia. Is mm -hmm. that where he transferred from? Yeah. We yep. talked to him at the Combine the previous year, not last February, but the February before. And he had, and you know this because you know him, he had a little edge to him because I didn't ask him about it in particular. I just asked him about playing at Florida State. And he, it felt like he took the question as if uh, the question was being posed where the ACC wasn't up to snuff compared to the SEC. And he felt like he had a lot to prove. As the ACC has a lot of good football players, I would say man to man, if you're comparing, it isn't the SEC, but, but it's not far behind. But uh, did it surprise you at all that he had a little edge to him when I spoke with him? I wouldn't know since you didn't let me participate last year with you. So I don't, I don't know. What, no one used me last year. Yeah. Where so. were you for the combine? Yeah. Uh, on our draft boards at that point. Wait, Rick, <laughs> when Jermaine Johnson was coming out, you were driving from Minnesota down to Florida, I believe with the dogs. What's that have to do with anything? You weren't answering your phone. We tried to get you on the phone. And oh, you were yeah. oh, yeah. You were the first one. It was like, the first, <laughs> I was your favorite spill until you met my brother. And now it's like, I'm second fiddle. I'll just put it to you this way. If I gave today's Paramount Plus challenge to your brother, Chris, he would pass with flying colors. That's all I'm going to say. Ryan, yeah. can I play a, a new drop that we have? Anytime yes. Rick gets a little testy with you and, and kind of demeans you a little bit. I would love to hear it. Alongside of my good friend, CBS Sports draft analyst Ryan Wilson. <laughs> I did not have I did not have my good friend in the script. Rick ad lived there. He ad lived. Look at this guy. A little media savvy. He's blushing. He does not like it when he when he gets caught saying nice things about people. You know what? Someday when my brother is done in his front office uh, experience and comes back into the media, could you imagine me, you, and him? Being on this podcast, would you? Would you uh, quit? No, of course not. I wouldn't quit. I, you, I would be afraid you guys would push me out. You'll be like the Kelsey brothers. You have who do incredibly no, successful no. With their podcast. But I'm just warning you. If you think I'm sarcastic, <laughs> wait till me and my brother get together. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as our buddy Pete Prisco likes to call you and your brother, a couple of meatheads. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just repeating what I heard. Coming from the king of meatheads. He is a meathead, too. That's right. Last time he was on this podcast, by the way, he was flexing into the camera. So there are a lot of things we've got to work through here. All right. So did you tell me who your favorite draft class was from these three that we talked about from last year? Yeah. Well, I, I'm doing the uh, after. I've, I've got the um, luxury of picking the New York Jets because I saw what happened over the Kansas City Chiefs because I thought the New York Jets, even though they didn't have the same record, they're – 
rookies had a bigger impact overall than the uh, Kansas City Chiefs did. Huh. Okay. So oh. let, I'm looking at the numbers here that Debo put together. Garrett Wilson, 83 receptions, 1,100 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Sauce had two interceptions <clears throat> and a league leading. How many pass breakups do you think he had last year? Uh, 15. 20. 20. Unbelievable. Uh, Brees Hall, 80 receptions. He had 80 receptions, Brees Hall? Is that right, Debo? 463 yards, four touchdowns. Rush, rush. Rush. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was going to say, good Lord, that's more than I thought. He had 19 receptions, 218 receiving yards, one touchdown. So, yeah, 80 rushes, 463 before he got hurt. Hopefully, he'll be back and healthy and ready to go very soon towards ACL. Um, Ken Walker was also a good pick. He was my running back one, Ken Walker was, uh, who went to the Seahawks. So, yeah, those are three great draft classes and let's see rick if we can find well well while you're looking and finding something can yeah. i point out something debo without being sarcastic but if my i don't know can you yeah <laughs> fine young friend over there <laughs> oh god he can't fine young man that i do this that i support in this uh podcast uh-huh a couple of weeks ago before the draft i think i threw out an analytic stat for you that corners with plus 80-inch wingspan oh, yeah. led the league in PBUs. Nine out of ten of them did. Mm -hmm. And you should have pointed that out if you were astute, uh, <laughs> why he had 20 PBUs. But you don't pay attention sometimes. But I'm here to help you clean up and uh, point out some facts that you may have slipped through your mind. Not intentionally. You just oh, lost yeah. You're just worried about your puppy and if he has to go to the bathroom or not. That's true. And by the way, if as long as I have a, a breath in my body, you will not get Paramount Plus. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tariq well, Woolens. Does, does facials count as sarcasm? Facial expressions, yes. So good luck. You need to put a mask on or something. Uh, by the way, Tariq Woolen also, I don't know what his wingspan is, but it's plenty long. And he, he had a lot of PBUs last year as well to go along with the six interceptions. So uh, to your point. You were right about that. I'll give you credit for that. All right. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get Rick's picks for 2023 for these Impact Rookie Classic. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Man, if you're listening to the audio version of this, we just watched a Paramount Plus commercial. 
it was it makes you want to run out and get Paramount Plus, doesn't it, Rick? <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I I am trying to earn that as hard as I can, and it's you're putting up very difficult obstacles for me to become the only employee at CBS without Paramount Plus, and I I will try my best, and I am getting through this. Although I probably did have some questionable Debo, would you say comments so yes. far? Yeah, you're done. <laughs> 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 I've lost yeah. the challenge. Now I can just let loose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you were let loose already. I thought you just, this was a foregone conclusion. So, yeah, go crazy, Rick. All right. Let's get to your um, impact rookie classes for 2023. I'll list them and then you can uh, go in any order you want. How about that? The Lions, the Panthers, and the Seahawks. You are now, I thought I was a big Lions fan. You are the biggest Lions honk on the internet. Uh, for reasons that I don't, I don't quite understand. I don't know what the connection would be, but that's okay. They had a great, a great class. Why don't you tell me if you want to start in Detroit, why you think this class has a chance to be good overall? Well, when you look at the, their draft class, I think Gibbs is going to have a major impact with them on the offensive side of the ball. I think he will be an upgrade over Swift uh, before it's said and done because of all the different aspects of offense that they can utilize his skill set with. I think Jack Campbell's going to be another starter for them uh, that'll man the defensive front seven. Uh, as he learns the defense, he will be able to uh, go out and do what he does, and he has unique size uh, when it seems like every linebacker that we look at in the draft is undersized. This guy has size and can do a lot of the same things those undersized guys can do. The guy that I almost looked at and I almost mentioned him on Monday's podcast, was Sam Laporta as potential mm. uh, offensive rookie of the year. I'm even going to go that far on their depth at the tight end position. And ever since they traded Hawkinson, I think he's going to step in. I think he can block. I think he's a very good athlete in routes. I think he's underrated as an athlete after the catch. And I think he's going to have a major impact on the offensive side of the ball for them with Jared golf. And then I think they went and, and traded up to get Brian branch and Brian branch has an opportunity to be the starting free safety or potential Nick opposite of Gardner Johnson. So I think they have four starters in their force four picks. I think they drafted the future quarterback uh, and next, you know, once golf is done uh, in Hendon hooker and then Broderick Martin, uh, I think is an underrated nose tackle. They struggle some versus the run. I think as he grows and learns, he may not be ready week one, but as he develops, I think he's going to have an impact at the nose tackle position, especially in the run game. And then the last pick, Anto uh, Green, yeah, the receiver from North Carolina. You know, thank God Pete Prisco pointed him out, uh, or else no one would have known about this kid but I think he's going to be sneaky good as well down the road. So I think they got four impact starters right away as rookies. And I would go out and say that this draft class with the way that they're going to impact this roster could be as impactful as Kansas city's in the what? Jets. Draft class last what? Year. You know what? Here's the thing. So you'll love this. When I did my rankings, the lions were the, ranked 21st among all the teams in terms of their draft class, which is pretty low. This but year? That, yeah. But let me explain. Okay, wait. 
And let me, the 2023 draft class was ranked 23rd, 21st, 21st. Yeah. And I'm saying it's going to be the top three. Well, I'm going to explain to you why my rankings are so low. Cause I like this draft. I can't class. wait to hear this one. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I like this draft class a lot. It doesn't take into account when I do the rankings. All I'm doing is comparing where I thought they, these players would get drafted to where they actually got drafted. So in that sense, Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell went much higher than everyone in the media thought. You would agree with that? No. <laughs> no one on planet Earth thought Jameer Gibbs is going 12th overall in the media unless they, they knew someone. Uh, same with Jack Campbell. He went 18th. We thought he might be a first-round pick. I thought he'd be a little lower than that. That's fine. Sam Laporta went a little higher than I thought, although I'd had him going in some of the first-round mock drafts. Brian Branch obviously went lower. I thought he had a, a, a chance to go in the first round. Hidden Hooker went lower than I thought. I thought he might go in round two by the time it was all said and done. Uh, and then Antoine Green went, um, I thought he was seventh round, like late day three guy. It doesn't matter. Went in the middle, uh, late fourth. And that's because of Pete Prisco influence. So I get all that. So when I was comparing where I thought they would go with where they actually went, that's why the Lions graded out not as well as other teams. Also, I didn't take into consideration the, the team, the Lions. It was just what I had pre-draft and what actually happened. And when you look at the, the Lions depth chart and how these needs are filled with these players. I agree with everything you said. Uh, my exercise is simply a, a mathematical one, not necessarily um, more than that. And that just sort of takes the the bias out of it. But then it makes people like you angry. It actually makes fans legitimately angry when I uh, when they see that I have their their team ranked way too low in their opinion and, and it causes them to, to you know get fired up. So I want to hear how you're going to channel those fans in your rebuttal. Well, I'm just going to say I, I don't think I have to rebuttal is it rebuttal anything? <laughs> I love my jokes. <laughs> yeah, clearly one of us does. <laughs> but I would suggest since you're the CBS draft expert and I'm learning so much from you uh -huh. over the last. You're not getting the Paramount Plus. It's not going. There's no take back. So go alongside of my good friend, CBS sports draft analyst, Ryan Wilson. Oh, this is going to be your downfall. <laughs> Remind me to not do promos anymore. <laughs> that wasn't a promo. That was from the heart. So what oh, might well, you what might you suggest, Rick? I might suggest that before you put a grade on the draft class and you want to see what impact these rookies are going to have, look at their depth chart, not where you thought they were going to go, but look at yeah. do you not do you disagree with me that there could be potentially Four starters that can have an impact on the Detroit Lions. No, I literally said I agree with everything you just said. I was just explaining oh, you're, my. You're admitting you're wrong. I'm just admitting the way that I did this isn't necessarily that, the way that. Well, that, that, yeah, I want to clarify for Ryan. Like this, what we're doing today is is impact in year one. Not saying that Ryan's list is going to be perfect in the future when we evaluate draft classes oh. five years out. <laughs> Okay, but, you know, it is, wait, why don't you guys just team up with each other? What do you guys are you guys having lunch no, today? Just, we, we didn't have we didn't have the Jaguars on on the list of best 2022 rookie impact classes, but with Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd and some of the like, they may rise up when we evaluate years down the road. Well, yeah, I know we're not evaluating. We're, we're evaluating a month or a little bit more than a month from the draft, if not even a month. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's OK. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to. Well, I'm, I'm, that's all I am is just a supporting actor, just trying to row the boat here in the, the back end, just making sure I'm contributing. <laughs> uh, 
Man, I don't know how you're going to watch Champions League because the final is coming up. You don't have Paramount Plus. You are in deep doo-doo. <laughs> not on CBS Sports Network? It'll be on uh, CBS, the, the big channel. So you're you're in luck for that. I didn't want to tell you that, but I felt bad because I know you're a soccer fan. All right, that's the Lions. I agree with you. But this is just a, a different way instead of me saying D plus, A minus, that I can actually try to defend what I did and you didn't like it. And that's okay. No. You don't, you don't have to like it. I don't know how you can defend that opinion. Well, let's see if we can defend this. You'll love this. Carolina Panthers, the team that I had ranked first overall last year Ugh. in my draft rankings. <laughs> you have them on the list as an impact rookie class, so you have to explain yourself there. Um, they took Bryce Young first, of course. Jonathan Mingo in the second round, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. DJ Johnson, the guy that you talked about a lot late in the draft process, the edge rusher out of Oregon. Uh, our guy, Chandler Zavala, the, the guard out of NC State, who somehow didn't get a combine invite, went in the round uh, in the fourth round, which feels about right. And J.B. Robinson, the safety out of Florida State, ended up going in round five. What well, this? yeah, I think this is going to be a very impactful rookie class, uh, although uh, experts like yourself probably wouldn't agree with me. I think they got their franchise quarterback. Now he's probably going to have some growing pains, but I think that he's going to be the franchise quarterback that they've been looking for Mingo they traded away DJ Moore in the trade with Chicago I think Jonathan Mingo is going to come in and have an impact to go along with Thielen and DJ Chark uh, on on the passing game and he gives another big body receiver that is real athletic after the catch DJ Johnson I just loved his motor uh, I think he's still a little raw with his technique but the one thing you can't coach is so his motor and how hard he plays. And I think that uh, Gross, uh, Gross Matos uh, on the edge does not fit the new scheme uh, for the Carolina Panthers defense. I think he's going to fit the scheme better. So it'll be interesting to see as he rotates in there and when you have Burns on the opposite side of him, I, I think he'll have some production in the rotation. Uh, Zavala, I think, has a chance to be a starting guard for them. Mm. Uh, maybe close to maybe day one, depending mm. on how well he comes. And then Jamie Robinson, you know, didn't work out well at the combine. He's a better football player uh, than he is uh, doing all the test numbers. He didn't run extremely fast, but he's play. He think he can play some Nick, but I see him probably starting eventually opposite of Von Bell, uh, who they ended up signing from uh, Cincinnati, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the offseason. So I think this is going to be a, a, a pretty impactful for only having five picks. I thought they hit it out of the park with all five of their picks. Frank Reich said just the other day that Bryce Young's command on the first day of OTAs out of 10 points, what do you think he gave him? How many points did he give him? 10, nine, 10 out of 10 first day of OTAs. I, I, I doesn't surprise me one bit. Well, that makes Pete Prisco very, very angry. Yeah. No, he thinks Will Lovis should be there. Speaking of anger, I had the Carolina Panthers ranked 27th on, on oh, my uh, on my list. Why? I'll tell you. Can you do it without having a reaction, or are you going to make a face? <laughs> I can't wait for this one. <laughs> so Jonathan Mingo went early in the second, and we had heard that he might go that early. I didn't. I just didn't like him that much. I think he's going to be a good football player. You talked about all the things he does well. He, he also blocks extremely well, so that gets you on the field early as a wide receiver. I had him more as a late day two, early day three pick, so there's some difference there. Um, DJ Johnson, I had him going early fourth. He went mid-third. That's fine. Zavala, I liked better than where he ended up going. I had him a, a late, day, uh, late second round pick, and then um, 
Jamie Ro- Jamie Robinson I had going a little higher than the fifth round, so a little value there. So it was primarily just Jonathan Mingo. And it wasn't like this is a bad draft class, but when you compare it to the other draft classes where I thought teams had more value, that's why they fell a little bit. I like the draft class. I like Bryce Young. I like Mingo. I like your guy Johnson. You talked about Zavala being a starter. I, I liked his tape a lot. Uh, I didn't dislike the class. It's just when you talk about uh, did some other teams get more Ryan Wilson value points than other teams, the Panthers fell to 27th. So I'm sure that is <laughs> water off a duck's back in your mind. Yeah, that's that's yeah, 27th. Yeah, this is uh, the 27th class out of the 32 teams. That yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. I you may, guys maybe are fighting about understand. different things. You're fighting about different rankings. I don't understand the exercise. I don't understand his value because every time he says, oh, yeah, I had him going higher than where he went. This yeah. guy I agree with. Every one of these guys except Mingo went higher than where you thought he was going to go, yet they're ranked 27th. I don't understand it. Go ahead, Debo. You can explain why why Rick is arguing a different point. I mean, I don't your your spreadsheet, and I know you got your Excel formulas to to figure this out, but it's it's a different list. If if Ryan, you had to just re-rank and impact rookie classes immediately contribute, I'm sure the Panthers wouldn't be 27. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah. So Rick, this list here, it doesn't take into account, and you you already pushed back on this. It doesn't look at depth chart, it's just looking at where these guys got drafted. That's all it is. Yeah, well, that makes no sense to me. That's okay. It doesn't have to. Yeah. That's, that's why we have you Sometimes, on here. You know, common sense comes into factoring before you put something out. <laughs> I'll, I'll reiterate again. You are never getting Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> if it, I will get it in my next contract. Like, I don't want to raise. I just want to make sure that Rick doesn't get Paramount Plus. But to your okay. point, and to Debo's point, will this class have an impact on the Carolina Panthers sooner rather than later? Absolutely, because Bryce Young is a home run. And by the way, I had Bryce Young going first overall. He went first overall. So there's no value there when I do my my rankings because he's that good. I suppose I could wait it. So I'll get to do the Rick waiting system where the, the Alabama players get an extra 500 points. Uh, it's to- just called common sense. That's all. <laughs> uh, is Mingo going to contribute right away? Of course he is. Uh, how much? I don't know, but I think he'll be on the field a lot because of his versatility. Uh, we'll see with DJ Johnson. You mentioned he's a little raw. I think you're right. Zabala can start, and that will obviously be a, a help for not only Bryce Young, but also Zabala's former teammate, Iki Kwanu, who is at a up-and-down rookie season. We'll leave it at that. All right, let's go to your next team. Another team that had a great rookie class a year ago, another team that was in my top ten. Rookie classes a year ago. Don't shake your head, Rick. The Seattle uh, Seahawks. Uh, I, I had a twitch. Oh, okay. All right. So Since the Seahawks. Paramount Plus. <laughs> Again. Yeah, you're never getting it. Don't even ask. I like I'm talking. I like I'm talking to my 11 year old now. Don't even ask. You're not getting it. Um. So two first round picks. They got Devin Witherspoon, which uh, we've talked to death about this. That was a surprise. Uh, given that we thought maybe Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson or someone else might be in the mix. Then they came back and got Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Also a surprise. And this draft with the first two picks are uh, it was similar to the Lions in that the picks that they made were shocking, but also you could see how they fit into that, those football teams and it will help them out right away. Derek Hall, edge rusher out of Auburn in round two. Zach Charbonnet, more depth behind Ken Walker, the running back out of UCLA. Anthony Bradford, the guard out of LSU. Cam Young, who you uh, talked about previously, you, you like his game. Um, the uh, defensive lineman at Mississippi State in round four, followed by Mike Morris, edge rusher out of Michigan. 
you know, Mike Morris looks great coming off the bus. I wish he played with a little more grit, as you like to say. Then Olu, his teammate, Olu Oluatimi, the center out of Michigan. He'll have the chance to play pretty soon. They need some help in the middle of that defense. And Jarek Reed, the safety out of New Mexico. And finally, Kenny McIntosh running back. More depth there out of they, Georgia. Yeah, Olu Timi is an offensive center. So he's not going to help very much on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, help on the offensive side of the ball. He had a chance to start there. What did I say? Is that you said defense? Debo, do, is that sarcasm when I correct him? I mean, the tone, you know, <laughs> it wasn't nice. I think that's a definition of sarcasm. Can you send me a definition of sarcasm from the dictionary? You're so just, I it, just because I don't understand his rankings, I don't apparently I don't understand the definition of sarcasm. You no. could be like, hey, Ryan, you accidentally said defense and he actually yeah. plays on offense. And that's, hey, Rick, you know what? You can tell that Debo is is early on in his relationship compared to two old guys been married forever with the way that he forms responses to things that may be perhaps be irritating to the other person. Whereas he's upbeat and nice. And oh, by the way, whereas you are like, hey, dumbass. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I'm channeling your inner thoughts. I'm just uh, getting nervous for Ryan to say where he had the Seahawks in his post draft rankings. Oh, oh yeah. I can't wait for this one. All right. Why don't you guess where I had them and then tell us about the, the impact class? Oh, I imagine. Let's see the way you've been ranking. Yeah. I would say 25. Too high. <laughs> 29th. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. That's, this is a, they got a starting corner. They got this starting slot receiver. They got Read an the instructions. Help them. They, uh, Charbonnet is going to definitely be an impact because of Walker's durability, but the one, two punch, he's going to play a lot. Bradford. I wasn't as high on Cam Young's going to help solidify the interior of that defensive line to go along with Draymond Jones, Mike Morris. If he does get a, some fire in his belly can be a very good player. You can't deny the production he has. You just wish he played harder every snap. And someone pointed out to me, just like Mozzie Smith, those yeah. guys play. 70 80 snaps a game so ah, that's a good point out. yeah so if they're in a rotation or playing 30 40 snaps a game maybe you see uh the energy and effort that you wish you would saw on some of the games uh that we evaluated so and i you know i think this is again they're going to get a lot of impact players just like they did last year i don't think it is as good i would rank them out of my top three Lions one, Panthers two, Seahawks three. Um, so I think they have a lot of impact players that are going to continue to build on a strong class from last year. Um, let me ask you just a general question here. Do you think Kenny McIntosh makes the team? Um, I thought he was solid. He didn't run very fast. I know he has receiving skills out of the backfield. I think he's a little generic, but he could potentially carve out a role as a third down receiver out of the backfield that can catch the ball very well. Um, so I could see him potentially making it, if not practice squad, um, but uh, with a potential chance to jump up to the 53 if they have injuries. They have DJ Dallas also on the team behind Ken Walker the third and Zach Charbonnet who they drafted. So, I mean, there's a real, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco was a late seventh rounder. So I was just thinking over the course of the fall, Kenny McIntosh's stock according to the media, would go up and down. There's some talk that he might go top 100, which I always felt a little rich, um, end up going late seventh. So, you know, we'll just see, see how that plays out. All right, so 
difference between him and Pacheco is Pacheco had one unique trait. Speed. Yeah, he was a burner. And he was yeah. actually, he looked small at Rutgers. He is not small. I think he's 215 maybe. He might be bigger right. than that. He's thick. Right. He, and, but he has one unique physical trait that McIntosh doesn't have. Right. And that's the speed. Yep. Even though you would agree that speed isn't necessarily the end-all be-all of the running back position? It helps. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. But, I mean, uh, Adrian Peterson might be different. I don't know what he ran. Do you know what he ran his 40 time was? Did he even run a 40? Uh, I can't remember if he did or not. Somehow. I can't imagine it was north of 4-5. It was had to be no. sub 4-5. No. He was just uh, – he, 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 I've never seen a guy wired like him just physically. Uh, now, if you asked him to go out and shoot a basketball, yeah, he, I, he was a horrible basketball player. But huh. put a football in his hand, and it was like, you know, some of those guys are just like when you hit them, it doesn't matter. You just feel it, you know, because he was so – I don't know what that is physically, but just – a beast and it was like hitting a brick wall every time someone tried to come up and tackle him and the longer the game went on the stronger he got but also the defenses wore down because they were hitting a brick wall every time they tried to come up and hit him you know what do you remember willie gay played for the steelers out of louisville yeah. the, the, the nickelback i talked to him in 2013 at steelers training camp and i think the year before or the at, at some point prior the year the two years before that you guys had come to Pittsburgh to play and Adrian Peterson ran in the middle. He was running between the tackles and Willie Gay tried to make a tackle and he got kneed in the head by Adrian Peterson. And he went out like concussion out, did the reflex out. Like we saw Tua do when everyone was scared back then. It didn't matter. Like you you're just like, Oh, he's, he got a concussion. We'll bring him off and see what happens. But I asked him about that. And he said, man, I just put my head down and hope for the best. And I got kneed in the head and I got knocked out. Like there's nothing you can do when Willie Gay probably weighed 185 at his most. What did Adrian Peterson play at? 220? Now, if that, 215, probably. Oh, okay. God, he looked yeah. like he was 250, though. He was just so yeah, he was, cut he up. Was, yeah, he was ripped to shreds. Let four, me ask four, you one at the combine. 441 at the combine. That at, sounds at 217. <sighs> That's moving. Let, let me ask you if you're surprised by this headline that I saw yesterday, Rick. Adrian Peterson has not yet retired, and he said he has at least one more year left in him. <laughs> Do you believe that? I mean, I wouldn't doubt. I don't know if anyone <laughs> will sign him, but I would never doubt anything Adrian Peterson says when he physically. <laughs> I've never seen a guy in that great a shape and how he kept his body. And the one thing that even gave me more respect is when he tore his ACL. I believe he came back off that ACL, and everybody says it's a year before he recover. He came back, and I believe that was his uh, MVP year. I think he rushed over 2,000 yards a year uh, after he tore his ACL, if I'm not well, mistaken, Debo. If, if you want to hear more about that, go check out our conversation with Eric Sugarman, the longtime director of medicine. Yep. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. He talked about Adrian Peterson, that story, because he tore it late in the year against Washington in December, yep. maybe even early January, and he was ready to go at the start of the next year, which is unheard of. We also talked about Terrell Owens because Eric worked for the Eagles yep. prior to that, and he got to see T.O. come back from that when he when um, Williams – what was Williams' first name? Broke his leg with that horse collar tackle. Um, the Oklahoma State safety. What was his name? Not Roy Williams. Roy right? Williams. Yes, thank yep. you. 
because that was the anti-Roy Williams rule when they got rid of the horse collar tackle. Came back and, and did everything he did in the Super Bowl. That was the first time Debo cried in the Eagle Super Bowl, but we won't talk about All right, all right. Uh, Rick's, <laughs> Rick's timeline is right. He is a trivia genius. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. All right, uh, so you're going to rank them Lions, Panthers, Seahawks in terms of impact rookie classes for 2023. I had the Seahawks class ranked 29th, which checks out by your reverse Rick rankings. Look at his face. He's, he wants to he wants to grab me through the camera. <laughs> I don't understand it. I still don't understand That's it. That's all right. I'll explain it to you on, on one, of our, one of our road trips here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see here. Devin Witherspoon went right where I thought he would. Jackson Smith and Jigba went a little lower. Derek Hall, I didn't love him as much as the Seahawks did. Um, same with Zach Charbonnet, Anthony Bradford went uh, about uh, almost a round higher. Cam Young went exactly where I thought he was going to be. Are you impressed by that, Rick? Yeah, you got one right. Got one right. Scroll down a little bit, Debo. Let's see what else we got. Or is that it? Is that, there's a, is that their last pick? Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, Mike Morris went, went a round and a half higher. Olo Timi went exactly where I thought he was going to go. Jarek Reed and then Kenny McIntosh. I thought he might go a little earlier just based on some buzz, but he went in round seven. Favorite pick, Devin Witherspoon, huh? What do you think of that, Rick? Yeah, you're you're right on it. That, that's, that <laughs> sounds like the 29th best draft class. In it the does, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break so Rick can uh, recompose himself, and then we'll come back and look at my impact rookie classes right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Rick, my favorite impact classes, uh, most likely to help their teams win more football hey, games. Hey, is that Stallone? Is that a pretty good show? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> if you're if you listening to the audio version, we just saw another Paramount Plus commercial for Rick, uh, Rick Stallone's <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's uh, reality show with his with his family. And, Rick and not to mention uh, Tulsa King. Uh, Tulsa King is also more really recent, good. you know, Sly Stallone. Great, great show on P+. That my, is my two favorite actors were Sly Stone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought they deserved numerous Academy Awards. I could see that. That that feels like it's in your wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> if you were nicer, you could watch Paramount Plus, but you can't. So we'll have to we'll have to tell you about it. Well, me and D will do a podcast about the Sly Stone shows on Paramount Plus. It for only you. You, you know what I think we should do, Debo? Right. Next time we have an open mailbag, have people send in their favorite shows on Paramount Plus. So I know what I'm exactly missing. I love it. All right. It's my artistic mind working. I think he, I think he feels bad, Devo, and he's trying to be nice. You're not getting the Paramount Plus <laughs> subscription. So just go. <laughs> All right. My number one impact rookie class, Pittsburgh Steelers, also ranked first in my post-draft rankings. So first. I won't. 
I don't understand. For, how I know you don't. Work? We get it. You don't understand. <laughs> anyway, the fans don't understand it. Now, no wonder. I, I'm trying to save your credibility here, bud. How's it going? Not good. Not good. So, well, you tell me any of these picks um, you think might struggle to contribute as we go down the list here. Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle they traded up for out of Georgia. Joey Porter Jr., the first pick of the second round, the cornerback out of Penn State. Keanu Benton, who you liked a lot, the defensive lineman out of Wisconsin. Darnell Washington, who actually likes to brag that he's a tight end. And by the way, if you watch All Things Cover with uh, our guy, Brian McFadden, and his cousin, Patrick Peterson, who is now playing in Pittsburgh, uh, they had Darnell Washington on, and Pat P offered to buy Darnell Washington a suit, I think, for the Vegas game. Are you going to offer to buy me a suit for our next pro, pro day stop? I'm, I'm just a rookie that I wasn't allowed to participate last year. So I would think that you and Debo would put your monies together to buy me a suit, just like Pat P is going to do for Darnell Washington. Why would uh, I, I should get some kind of reward? I can't get Paramount Plus, but can I get a suit? Wait a second. Pat P is the veteran. You're the veteran. You're supposed to help I'm, I'm out. Just this? A, no, I'm just, I'm just a supporting actor in this uh, podcast and trying to elevate uh, your self-confidence. Oh God. Your rankings. And <laughs> I, you know what I am? I'm finding out that I am the self esteem coach for you and Debo on this podcast. All right. Well, my therapist would argue otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, to talk to her or him too. Nick Herbig, the linebacker in Wisconsin. You spoke with him about him at length on Monday while I took a little doggy break. Uh, Corey Trice, my guy, the cornerback out of Purdue, ended up going to the seventh round for some reason. Then Spencer Anderson, who played opposite Jalen Duncan at Maryland. Uh, he is a uh, tackle, could end up kicking inside to guard. Uh, Rick, I would imagine if you start at the top of this list, you're going to do a lot of check marks in terms of players as rookies who should help out early. Yes, I like this class a lot. I thought it was one of the strongest classes, so... I'm actually, I don't know how you come up with your ranking of them number one, but I, I do agree with you, finally. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant move to go up and get Broderick Jones before uh, the Jets had an opportunity to take him. Well, I thought Joey Porter would go in the, in the first round. He went in the second. Uh, Benton I love because I think he is going to be a run stuffer, but I think he is athletic enough, and we saw some of that down at the Senior Bowl uh, to contribute as an inline pass rusher, at least collapse the pocket to give those edge rushers um, a chance to even get more sacks because the quarterback, I don't believe, will be able to step up in the pocket. Washington, I think he went earlier, but there was some concerns with his knee by some teams out there. Uh, Herbig is a Pittsburgh Steeler, just good football player pick. Trice is stiff. And if you put two bolts in his neck, he'd make a million dollars playing Frankenstein out in Hollywood. And uh, what are you talking about? And Spencer Anderson, uh, they're taking a flyer on as well. Yeah, right. No, that's right. So I'm looking at the so the offensive lineman that went off the board first. Paris Johnson went six to the Cardinals. Not a surprise there. Uh, Darnell Wright going next to the Bears at 10 was sort of a surprise. Not many folks thought he would go that high or be the number two offensive lineman off the board. The very next pick, Peter Skaronsky, and, and then Broderick Jones ended up being the fourth offensive lineman. Let me ask you in, in your experience. So four offensive linemen, top 14, and you when we cluster these guys in the days leading up to the draft, are you also having the conversation we're willing to trade up for this many offensive linemen if we need them, and then after that we're going to do something else? Or how, how do you determine how many guys, how far are you willing to trade up for a player? 
Yeah, you have to look at the threat on where these offensive linemen go. And I think there was a significant drop off after the top four offensive linemen. So if you're going to have to get an offensive lineman out of this draft class, um, you would have uh, had to move up. You know, we got very lucky. I think it was on my one of my Rick's picks on how we ended up with uh, Arisol, uh, Yeah. you know, uh, when we traded back and still were able to get him. So a little bit of luck. But in this draft, there was a significant drop off to me after the top four offensive linemen. And if that was a need, I felt you had to go up, uh, depending on how you had them stacked in your draft board, uh, to go up and get one of these uh, because of the threats of where they were going to go in the top 15. Yeah, Broderick Jones goes 14. It wasn't until 13 picks later at 27 that the Jaguars took Anton Harrison, the tackle out of uh, Oklahoma. And then the very next tackle did not go until pick 38, Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. And, Maybe he kicks inside, but he played outside of Syracuse. He gives you that versatility. So to your point, there was some drop-off, and perhaps that prompted the Steelers to move up to get Broderick Jones, who is going to have a chance to be the day-one starter in the fall. We'll see how OTAs and training can't work out. All right, my next team, the Los Angeles Rams. They had what felt like 47 draft picks. This will be interesting. What would you rank them, two? Ten. Oh, my God. So this draft class – is better than the Detroit back draft class, better than the Carolina draft class, better than the Seattle draft class, according to your rankings. Combined. But you understand how I, how I get these rankings. No, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right. If I tell you again, Debo, do you think you'll get it, or am I just wasting my breath? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, these are not – Right. I'm not listening. <laughs> I, I, I it's in my head that it's not right, and I refuse to listen to anything further about I the explanation. It. And I was trying to cover his rear end on these rankings. Okay. All right. Well, uh, pre- commence coverage of 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 rear end. All right. So uh, this is one I uh, one of the classes I like. Steve Avila was the first pick they took there, fifth uh, pick in the second round. Byron Young. The edge, Byron Young. Uh, both Byron Youngs in this class are good. Our guy, Kobe Turner, uh, plays in the interior. Setson Bennett, look, for all the things that he did in, in the lead-up to the draft, banging on doors in Austin, Texas, perhaps not interviewing well, according to some NFL teams during the combine, you feel like in this system he has a chance to have some success. Nick Hampton's a really good athlete, the edge rusher at App State. Uh, I like the way he played. Warren McClendon off, offers some depth along the offensive line. Out of Georgia, Davis Allen was the the big, huge target tight end we saw. Uh, had a pretty good senior bowl. Puka Nakua, the wide receiver at the BYU, again another big target. Trey Hodges Tomlinson is an incredibly undersized nickel uh, nickel slot corner who is uh, grabby to say the least. And Ochon Mathis, an edge rusher out of Nebraska, I like. They got him as well. Zach Evans, the running back at Ole Miss, I think he has a chance to play right away and get some snaps there. They got a punter. Uh, a safety in Jason Taylor, the second of Oklahoma State. And finally, with uh, Mr. Relevant, I believe, Dewan Johnson at Toledo, who actually uh, was a lot of fun to watch over the course of the season. So for a team that went all in, put all their chips on the table to win the Super Bowl, and had a rebuilding year last year, whether they want to admit it or not, in part because of injuries, I thought this was an absolute home run of a draft in terms of restocking a lot of positions uh, with players that could potentially help you sooner than later. Yeah, well, they're going to have to because <laughs> they don't have a choice. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I thought they got the players to, to help with that. And they didn't just, you know. They, 
they did get some good players in this draft class. I, you know, down there when you look in the lower rounds, you know, I, uh, Davis Allen, the tight end from Clemson, I think is going to help them. Um, you know, uh, the running back, uh, definitely Zach, Zach Evans, Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Is going to be a major impact for him. So I thought they had a, a lot of good value players that are going to uh, have some impact and they're going to have to get them ready. And like I said, I think this is going to, I don't want to say recharge, but put a challenge in front of Sean McVay and that coaching staff on developing all these young guys as quickly as they can, because they're going to all have to contribute because of the, uh, of where the roster is right now. I mean, they still have the Cooper cups of the world and the Aaron Donalds and the, uh, Matthew Stafford's, but a lot of these young guys are going to have to come in and be contributors right away. Give me a percent chance that you think Stetson Bennett starts at least two games this year. Is this a dollar bet? No, nah, just, I mean, it can be if you want. I don't think he does, but I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford struggled with injury or, or whatever reason. I just I think saying he starts because of Stafford getting injured. Yeah. Any reason, any reason. No, to give you, a, I'll bet you a dollar that he does not start two games this year. Okay, I'll I'll take that bet. Let me see who the backup is. Do you know who the backup is? Oh, he is the the main backup. Then it's Brett Rippin. All right, yeah, give me that Debo. I'll take the two dollars. I don't feel like I'm getting no, one dollar. One dollar. Sorry, two games. One dollar. Yeah. God forbid it be a two dollar bet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make my money up. Yeah, there. And we talked about this before in previous podcasts. Their their death chart is. Not surprising the litter with the rookies, but their special teams from the punter to the place kicker to the long snapper, all rookies. Uh, returner, everything is a rookie. And that's a position, uh, or that's a group, by the way, where you would like to have some veterans, especially in terms of, like, do you get nervous putting rookie punt returners back there, given how hectic that is compared to even kick returning? Yeah, no, I, well, kick returning, that's a whole nother podcast on the, uh, you know, the new rule on fair catching like college. Uh, between the goal line and 25, it automatically comes out to the 25. So oh, that that is approved. I don't even pay attention to the owners. Yeah, the rules no, yeah, yet. you know, to get a global view of the NFL and what's going on, you have to read more than just. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just repeat Prisco. That's not enough. No. <laughs> oh, okay. But are you? Do you, did you get nervous about putting rookies back? I would imagine Mike I Zimmer think you was have a pretty good sense through you know training camp and through okay. the preseason of how nervous they are to be back there, especially uh, fielding punts. But a lot of guys that have done it in college. And the difference in the college and the pro role is on punt and punt return, the punt team cannot release until the ball is kicked. In college, after the snap, they're running down the field right away. So you have a little bit more opportunity depending on how well you hold up the gunners on the outside. But – you have a little bit more room as far as uh, potentially fielding punts just because of the difference in the rules. All right, let's go to the Falcons, my final team, but I think it's going to have an impact rookie class. And it starts at the top with, with B. John Robinson. Um, that almost feels like a layup. You have B. John, and then you have Drake London, and then you have Kyle Pitts, and then if you're the quarterback, second year, Des Ritter, uh, it's go time, right? Tyler Algier is also there coming in his second year. The running back at a BYU had a pretty good season. Cordero Patterson still there, the guy that you drafted. Um, there's a Rick's Picks episode on that if you want to check that out in the feed. Then they got Matthew Bergeron. I just talked about him. He was the, what, sixth well, um, offensive tackle off the board. 
We'll see if he kicks inside or not, but I thought he held his own uh, at offensive tackle at Syracuse. Zach Harrison, we saw him at the pro day at uh, Ohio State. I thought maybe third was a little too high for him, but we'll see. You can flip-flop him and Clark Phillips if you want. That makes you feel better. I think Clark Phillips is a day-two talent. Ended up going in the fourth round because he's a little undersized, didn't run quite as well as perhaps that he wanted. DeMarco Hellams uh, out of uh, Alabama, the safety there, ended up going in round seven. And Javon Gwynn, the tackle, uh, excuse me, the center out of South Carolina, uh, went a pick later in the seventh round, and he ha- he'll have a chance to, to get some playing time too if if they uh, if they like him. I thought he had a chance to go a little higher than that. But um, in terms of so the Falcons won a ton of games by what felt like one point or two points. Uh, I feel like they're a better football team now. The defense is going to be better. Arthur Smith, if history is any indication based on what he did at Tennessee with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, is going to lean on Bijan and Tyler Algier to help out Des Ritter make opportunities easier to throw the ball to Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts. This team feels like it's going to be better. I agree. I think they're going to be a, a, a better football team and they were in it. I know it was a weak division in the NFC South last year, but they were in it to the end, but it was because, you know, they, they ran the ball very well. Um, they need to get better on defense, especially rushing the passer. So, um, I think they will be better. I think Bijan Robinson will be one of the top candidates for rookie of the year. But as I sit here and process, what where did this class rank for you? 15, middle of the pack. <laughs> you, you froze there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain it to you again because you're not listening, but you can go ahead and give me your response on how you feel about it. Uh, Bergeron probably will move into guard if he has a chance to start. Zach Harrison, I think, is a ways away, but may give him some edge rush. He just needs to let it loose. Clark Phillips, I did like. I thought that was good value pick, uh, and I think he could be a potential starting Nick for them as a rookie. Uh, Helms is going to be a special team player backup only, in my opinion. I don't think he's fast enough to play the deep half of the field. Mm. Great kid. Um very tough-minded, very smart. Can he play closer to the line of scrimmage? Uh, yeah, but I think in today's NFL with the spread and, the, you know, when we talked about 11 personnel, which means one running back, three, one tight end, and three receivers, that you have to be able to play in space, and I don't think space was his friend. Okay. Especially if you watch the Tennessee game, that was not a good outing for him. But I do give the kid credit how I judge some of these kids when they have a poor game, how they respond the following week. And the following week, he had one of his best games against Mississippi State. So he is a tough-minded football player, but I think he is a backup special team player only. And and Gwen, again, is just, to me, another shot in the dark. Okay, so Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. Who finishes first? Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. Yeah. All of them have starting new quarterbacks, right? Except for Ritter. Yeah, and he's sort of sort of newish. Yep. So I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Oh <laughs> the Tuscaloosa to Charlotte pipeline continues. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, that's it. Debo, just one more time to double check. Did Rick win the Paramount Plus subscription this time? That is a definitive no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rick, think about what you did wrong over Memorial Day, uh, because that's a wrap on episode 54. So um, 
if you guys are looking for something to do before the old cookout, though, we'll have a mailbag. Rick will have his fancy shirt on. He'll probably say some nice things about me. Say, come check that out. There may be some dad jokes in there. Uh, so come back for that. In the meantime, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks to my guy, Rick. Thanks to Devo for producing. And we'll see you guys next week. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.